my name on the back of my belt Believe there's a God to save me from hell And dirt roads are made for country boys like me They took her baby Don't believe in politically correct She had her baby If you want a piece of me CPS taker Better have a set A rifle and a four-wheel drive is all I need Okay, let's get me a rhythm January. Nelson's gonna let him bleed today. He's going in the shop. And it's good for you. Take your Tyramax today. President Business enveloped by a cloud of drones descending from the sky. That's the most disorganized. I would never let my kid read Chronicle SU. Jeff, I said Nelson's bleeding today. And I'll say it right to the camera. Stop it. <laughs> You want to do this right now? I write to the propaganda for the right wing. You are fake news. And I smoke in the weed. You're gonna get this Taramax out. We're gonna live a clean life. Yes, I go into a um, dissociative state because you're tuned in to Hate Radio, broadcasting all across the galaxy. Break out the Taramax and put your kids to sleep. Here's your host, Hate Set. Hello and welcome to another mind-bending edition of Hate Radio by Chronicle.su. The Internet Chronicle waited just long enough between episodes to suffocate listener interest and start over from square one. So uh, we're always pleased to avoid you, the listeners, because of our contentious relationships, you all know. Uh, We know how you feel about us, and you know how we feel about you, okay? Need I say more? Radio Hate is brought to you proudly by Liebel Jorker Incorporated, sponsors of tonight's show, who bring you their kid-tested, mother-approved Terror Max for Kids. This chewable Fritz the Cat tablet is playful, fun, and safe for young Q Army patriots. No, Fritz the Cat, he's not friendly. He's not kid-friendly. You know, Fritz the Cat, he's a... <laughs> it's that's our a... adult, <laughs> hateful adult content, then. That's a child-family-friendly uh, reference. The kids get that. Fritz the Cat. Now, go out to your library and rent Fritz the Cat, kids. Watch it with your mother. Rent it for a dollar at the local library. Maybe you can. There's probably some cool libraries out there. But yeah, I mean, Fritz usually the they don't charge a dollar unless you bring it back a day late. <laughs> what kid, their mom busts out this Terramax uh, bottle and it's got Fritz the Cat on it, looking all gritty, hanging out with these black crows with their tits out. How are they gonna get? How are they gonna get away with that? Uh, isn't isn't our Chrome gonna send some hateful lawyers at, at uh, Terra Max and Liebel Joker? Is this licensed product approved of by our Chrome himself? Does it I, have a signature on it? I mean, I assumed that they wouldn't go forward without his blessing. I mean, I know they did that in China, but we don't do that. I mean, it Liebel could Joker just be China made in China. Yeah, it might just be made in China. This might be Terra Max from China, made of baby dust. No. Good stuff. Uh, R. Crumb. I, uh, what kid says, oh, there's Fritz the Cat, and they've got their hands up and they're jumping at the bottle. Like, give me my, my Terramax chewable. Terramax <laughs> for kids teaches kids life ain't all bubblegum and lollipops. Okay, there's a lot of pain, too. Suffering and sadness. Okay, so well, <laughs> this is, is Terramax for kids. Uh, 
Okay, so while you're dicking around on Xbox, there's kids in Syria getting missiled to death, wishing to fucking Christ they had an Xbox to trade for food and passage to civilization. Terramax for kids raises young mindfulness of uh, raises young mindfulness oh, of boundaries, borders, and new horizons. In fact, your son or daughter's eyes or gender, non-binary, non-conforming, non-identifying, non-participating, whatever they are, will scan so fiendishly across every horizon you'd swear they were possessed by the devil himself. Donald Rumsfeld. Light infantry invasion. Nope, that's just the Terramax for kids working hard on your young American children's developing central nervous systems. Kilgore, you were right uh, to be surprised. Terramax for kids. It's so powerful, you'd think it was meant for adults. And that, that gets them that gets them all hopped up on the Q Army shit right off the bat. I mean, the kids are, have been chattering for Q Army. There's pictures of young uh, kids who can't even grow a full beard yet holding up Q Army shit. It rallies they they can't even legally participate in, much less understand. And you heard it here, folks. Kid tested, mother approved. That means they were and, tested uh, on kids, right? And the best part of waking up it's Terramax and your kids. And uh, what else can we say? Terramax, just do it. Yeah. And uh, here we go. Terramax, I'm loving it. Well, we've now that we've uh, uh, <laughs> paid our bills, we got to get to the uh, topic of the night, and that is, or the morning, depending on where you are, and and that is uh, a new book that's come out by several. Uh, 12, 12 disciples of uh, QAnon, known as the so-called "When we go one, we go all." And uh, <laughs> there, let me read the little description here. They're citizen journalists who have YouTube channels, blogs, Twitters, subreddits, and so on. And uh, these authors are authorities: um, Dustin Nemos, Captain Roy D, mm. official spokespeople for the. When we go one, we go all. Captain Roy D, uh, that name carries a lot of water well, around these Maybe parts. it does in the QAnon community, but I thought there was a uh, no comms outside of the uh, boards. We shouldn't even know his name outside of that. They're uh, speaking for Q, too, which is really dicey territory here. These priests of Q have uh, vo- upvoted their own book to the top of Amazon. Um, on the, supposedly it's on the topic of censorship uh, yet the name of it is The Great Awakening and, uh, so I wonder what it has to do with censorship and uh, you know just a little more information here I'll read a little bit of their uh, what this book is it's a field guide to an important chunk of reality I don't know what chunk of reality they're talking about but it's one that's Apparently we can't find out about because it's carefully hidden and wrongly discredited by, you guessed it, the media. Yeah, they they will distort and warp shit. Notch said, uh, "QAnon is real. Don't listen to the media." Now, what does Notch know? He made Minecraft, right? <laughs> we all know that's not real. So he's qualified to speak I mean, about politics. Even even if you play uh other video games, they're more real than Minecraft, right? Minecraft is what you say when you're playing a real game and you want to discredit someone. You say, you do, you're, go okay. play Minecraft. Go back to Minecraft, you yeah. weak person. You can't even you click baby. on me. You can't even click on me. 
go back and play your little baby game. Now I was playing Counter Strike tonight, and um, it was a uh, top fragging. They tried to kick me, and they failed. And, and I told them they were all Minecrafters, basically. Go play Minecraft if you if you think you're uh, good at this. Think you can get me kicked out of the game? Right. Go play a round of MC. Okay, now reading some more here. QAnon is a master of the Socratic method, asking questions and employing followers to do their own research, to be logical, and to think for themselves. I, you know, this thinking for yourself business is uh, my only hang-up about it. I Shouldn't uh, somebody do the thinking for them, like somebody smarter that they could trust in? Well, you know, I've always wondered, how is a book supposed to teach you how to think for yourself when actually what a book does is you sit down and you read uh, someone else's thoughts? And only their thoughts. And, and you're cradled like a baby in this entire hammock of like the, the person's argument, their entire underpinning. It cradles now, you. And uh, wasn't Socrates the guy who was like, no, I'm not going to write books. So we only know about him because other people wrote books yeah. about him at the time. Plato was so invested in that whole book thing. Well, he had to he had to get on the book club circuit and make a few bucks. And right, we've we've been over this. Plato wanted the uh, he wanted the glory, dude. You think so? I I'm not so sure. He's like, I think hey, he wanted uh, he wanted authority. You know, he wanted to be the one who said, "I know what a person is." person is a walks on two legs and has no hair on its body right and it's white i, I would imagine well what do you mean <laughs> what are you trying to say i'm not a black people aren't other people are you embodying this person no black people are people what do you you say that people are white oh well uh this is the old this is plato we're talking about right well, he would have been probably a nice uh, brown color, being a Mediterranean person. Yeah, I'm sure he would have been a real a regular Abraham Lincoln about the whole thing. No, you know, I don't know his... Uh, Let's find his, out if uh, Plato is racist. Poli- well, you know, I don't know. Racism is a concept that really wouldn't apply to his uh, era quite like it. Nope, he was a racist. Let's fucking write off everything he ever did. No, well, he, if you read his his book, The Republic, he wanted to be king of the world, basically. The perfect king would be a philosopher king who did everything that the philosophers told him to. When he, he was himself a philosopher, right? So... You have uh, Socrates, another um, philosopher. He taught uh, he taught this guy uh, what's his name? He's got a great name, but he he, ended, he, he one of one of Socrates' students uh, became a great uh, general, and. Uh, I think he switched back and forth between Persia and Greece about ten times because he couldn't, you know, he had no loyalty at all. Socrates had beaten that right out of him. Socrates probably uh, beat other people too, like animals like that. 
See. Well, he beat them. He beat them with a argument. (laughs) (laughs) He argued them into submission. Yeah. He didn't take off a sandal and whip them down in the street. No, that was uh. That wasn't Marpo or Who did that? The uh, the um, great teacher of uh, Tibetan Buddhism. He said the for the first lesson this teacher ever taught was to pull off his shoe and just whip no, you down no, no. in the street. That was the final lesson that would trigger your enlightenment. The first lesson he taught you was, um, bring me some money. Bring me some money, and later on, I'll beat you down in the street. The second lesson was clean my house. Oh, this is like we were talking about the other night. People who will uh, leap at these people who are taking advantage of them, who are conning them. They'll like beg them for the opportunity to sign over their life savings to them and work for them and all that shit. Right, and he would. He would that was the first lesson. And then when you finally got the nuts to say, oh, I'm not really enlightened from all this. Uh, well, when am I going to get to the real lesson, you know? Then... He would bring out the uh, bust out the shoe, the the shoe of enlightenment, oh. and give you one face. <laughs> yeah, and man. if you didn't get it then, that was the end. You never get it. If this shoe doesn't enlighten your face, it's never going to happen. Right. Um, but back to back. Let's get let's back it up. Back to the topic at hand. When we go, when we go all, and uh, QAnon. Now, I've always wondered how conspiracy theorists could be turned into, well, let's, to put it nicely, uh, kind of uh, sycophantic, boot-licking, uh, flag-hugging uh, patriots. They aren't, aren't these the guys who are supposed to be hiding on their computers in their basements, um, like Dale Gribble, clinging to guns and... Uh, you know, setting off Ruby Ridge type of confrontations with the man. Yeah, these are those types of people, man. Like uh, Bundy Ranch kind of people. But no, this seems to be... We're going to stop people who are uh, raping children. This is what Breitbart always wanted. Think so? I don't. You know, I don't think he would have cared for it too much for the uh, Q stuff. He said, "Stop raping everyone." That's true. That's true. But that was just kind of the slander they had of Occupy, and that you know, when it comes down to it, that's just the type of thing people say about people they don't like. They just say, "Oh, you're a rapist or pedophile or," um, and uh, you know, that's basically just the stock slander that everybody uses against everybody who doesn't like them if they want to, you know, yeah. let loose, right? It, it works, too. Once once you've established that the person is a pedophile, oh, dude, everybody comes so, out of their thatch huts and they're all ready to drop a rock on their face, too. So if there is a one thing to QAnon, is this just John Thiessen on a massive... Is John Thiessen gone by? Is this just John million John Thiessens out there? And to our listeners who don't know John Thiessen, John Thiessen is the, um, what did he say? I'm a... A mouth uh, rapist. He said he was a mouth rapist. No, he said he, he wasn't convicted. He's admitted. Uh, he said, I'm an admitted rapist, 
not a convicted rapist. And uh, as if out. there's some important distinction to be made. Like well, he's he... so fucking noble for say, oh no, I own it. I'm a rapist. Like, oh, thanks. At least you're not a hypocrite, Sean. Like Bill Cosby. Well, <laughs> anyway, he's the man who was uh, accused the jet, the hacker, the jester of being a, a pedophile. Yeah. yeah. He was all about and, it, man. And he, and he kept doubling down on these accusations and making videos and then recanting it. And um, eventually the gesture kind of blackmailed him with uh, <clears throat> and threatened his family. And, and there was a, you know, he kind of lost his family over it. And I think maybe QAnon, maybe millions of people doing this QAnon shit are going to go the same way, you think? Oh, I'd say so, because... Uh... Possibly already. I you know I already know in my own life that these QAnon people, they grow distinctly uh, upset with their people close in their life. and and uh, It becomes this hard line that you have to take. You have to believe it or you're just out of their life. And that's, yeah. to them, going to be isolating and horrible. They like to act like million, there's millions of them, but there just aren't. I mean, who even pays attention? I mean, even the right now with the way things are, I think even now politics are kind of a fringe interest. Most people are off on their, I don't know, the whatever pop star or reality show or, you that's, know, they're interested in real shit. Yeah, that right? shit must taste like sugar, man, compared to politics. Well, getting into politics now, you can get that sugar rush off of bad cheesy Paul you can get this um uh battle of epic proportions you're involved because the result of this battle will determine the fate of your children and future generations and you have control over your destiny because you can retweet some shit you now have that power to to fight back there's a battle being waged on your behalf to protect you and your children from abuse and enslavement and uh let's let's be real there is um but uh it's not uh some cloak and dagger uh thing it's a uh it's these suits these boring suits with uh ties yeah you gotta keep your kids big yeah out of their clutches those are the people you don't want in charge of your your family those are the fucking slave masters dude this QAnon shit Oh, the government controls you. The government runs your life. The government can barely like control itself. It's I, you know, I used to think that, and I used to be, uh, you know, oh, the government really sucks, and oh, it's the worst. But, um, you know, who protects the children who are orphans, right? Who, uh, you know, and so on. Who, who, who is supposed to be there? <clears throat> for giving health care to these, you know, sick orphans or so on. It's not going to be uh, QAnon. It's not going to be <laughs> the Q army. It's going to be the government, right? And, uh, I mean... And if some shit does go down, where they come out and they start snatching people out of their homes, I don't think these Q army guys are like top of the list to go into any type of labor camp or internment camp or FEMA stuff you in a box down in a 
hole and depressurize it camp. These are just regular fucking white dudes. It's got a big truck, you know, it's got a nice sound system in it. They like, whatever, dude. It's like, like the, you know, when them FEMA coffins comes on that big old flatbed truck and they start rounding people up, it's not going into the white neighborhoods, dude. No, it's going into the shithole. Well, these guys, they're not waterheads. They're soda heads. They got, they got vape pens. Yeah, they got a head full of vape. Vape juice. Monster energy head, drink. Head full of monster energy drink. And they're amped up about politics. Let's you know, you can't you can't deny it. They're just but, itching uh, to drag something behind that truck of theirs. Well, you mean rape van and they got it all plastered with little posters and and they live in the van and because uh, their family kicked them out because, you know, they kept getting fighty about Q. Oh, you don't believe in Q, huh? Well, you're basically a rapist then. And it's like, oh, okay, well, um, you're going to be mailing pipe bombs to the, you know, non-functioning pipe bombs around to anyone who crosses Trump now. Is that what your life's going to be? I guess so. Um, I think every member of the Q Army is also on a paintball team. I don't think so. Paintball team? Why? They just seem like paintballers, dude, because it's all about, like, branding and where we go when we're good there's this fake army shit about it there's all this tactics like opsec don't talk about it outside the circle fucking oh yeah i see okay more like super soaker team but uh because it's all play it's all playing around with politics it's fake and paintball is a serious business like that's a real sport i mean they you know, that's a level of seriousness and uh, no, but the people who play skill it, involved. They got uh, a lot of skull under that lip. You know what I mean? They've got a <laughs> they've got a geez. love for country music metal and shit like that. I I don't necessarily see Q Army as Hicks. Uh, I've talked to some of them. They seem to be mostly people who. Uh, you know, have some kind of passing interest in politics, but find it utterly boring and shitty, and uh, just grab onto the closest bit that uh, this excites them. Exciting and always, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, oh, I've, we've got a great battle for the world of epic proportions, and um, now I know the secret battle plan, the insider plan to save the world. See, this is the thing they got these weird, you know, you. You start noticing these cult-like uh, um, terms, and you can see here they get it gets to the level of just a silly, uh, repetitive, redundant shit. With, with an insider's knowledge of the battle plan, see the plan to save the world, and Q level mis- military intelligence clearance. Q <laughs> are cryptic encoded. Q is so powerful. And yet many. We are many. Hey, uh, I've been. I know we're not supposed to talk about this outside of the circle, but dude, I joined the Q Army. Holy shit! Did you? Well, what do they make you do? Was there some kind of hazing ritual or uh, something like that? Uh, Kilgore is doing what he's supposed to do right now, which is to pretend like he doesn't know what I'm talking about. That. Uh, he he isn't somehow involved in this Q army. I don't mean to blow your cover like this. I'm not trying to like uh, put you on the spot or anything. But 
we are in the Q army. And um, yeah, what do they make us do? I'll tell you. First thing every morning, there's some guy comes in there rattling a, his nightstick around in a metal garbage can, and we all have to wake up, and he's yelling, get the fuck up and get the fuck out of here. You know, like like full metal jacket. And, um, and so we tow the line. And we're standing there and some motherfucker comes up and he's looking us up and down and trying to see if um, we are in fact as patriotic as we claim to be on our Twitter accounts. That's first thing, right? You eat a breakfast of only meat. You, um, you check out what uh, Gavin McInnes and the Proud Boys are up to. You look up his address, see where he lives right now. You know? Whatever. Some... Dude, did you see Sean Hannity? Uh, I can only imagine that the increasing pressure on Trump has reduced him to a gibbering uh, kind of mania. This Sean meltdown. Hannity shit is so funny. Look at him in the chat. He fucking... Uh... Alright, I'm checking. Let's see here. It's... it's... Hold on, hold on. It's kind of dumb. Play it for us. Time for Hannity I'm playing it for myself. You've got to play it for yourself. 2020 candidates this weekend. Senator Bernie Sanders kicked off his 2020 campaign in Brooklyn, wasted little time before revealing, well, more hypocrisy. Democratic Socialist, Open Borders Advocate, held a rally and was happy to greet his supporters this is from long. behind a barrier. Why is the fence up, Bernie? Oh, a barrier is acceptable if they protect you personally. Oh, yeah. Only wrong no, this is, uh, they're used to protect our border not, and the yeah. American people, just like this how many celebrities in Hollywood. The border. It's a picture of Bernie standing next to a metal barrier that holds people right, right, away. Right. Uh-huh. And Sean Hannity is like building this whole thing up about Bernie. And they're zooming in on the barrier. As he goes into graphic detail about Bernie's socialist uh, desire to destroy America. And he says, and what? And Bernie doesn't like barriers? Well, what's he standing next to? Is that a, is that a border between him and the people? That's well, great shit. We can just hold people to whatever absurd standard we want. I can't believe Bernie had the audacity to walk on the other side of that barrier from those people. He should have kicked the barrier down and said, people, join me wherever I go. Oh, it's no wonder people are going for QAnon with that stale-ass shit coming out of Hannity. Yeah. I mean, even even your most uh, yeah, senile idiot has to have some level of uh, you know awareness that, that that's just uh, yeah, that's, that's the like, thinnest of a complaint, the, the most uh, weak complaint you could ever... That's like in 2008 when we were writing uh, these news articles for the first time. That's like something we would fart out just as the setup to a premise. There we go. We have no idea what we're doing, but we did it. I I mean, I really don't look at our old writing that way at all. I mean, I think we did pretty well. Um, Well, I'd like to attack it and tear it down right now so we have no integrity. I think uh, Sean Hannity is, you know, even lower, uh, lower bar than that. I mean, he's got to be scraping the bottom for content if that's the best he can come up with. I mean, what can he complain about? 
oh, you're a socialist, but yet you use crowd-controlled barriers. What does that mean? <laughs> Bear- uh, hey, man, uh, Barrett Brown, What's does he have some kind of agenda against Adrian Chen? Yeah, oh, certainly. Didn't Adrian Chen What's die? Um, no. No, that was Adrian Lamo. <laughs> Adrian Chen is a... Uh, um, you could call him a reporter who was on our beat doing the anonymous thing back in the day. Adrian Lamo's uh, a fucking snitch. Adrian Lamo is the patron saint of snitching. Who's now in heaven at the right hand of, uh, I don't know, who, Lucifer. I'm glad he's dead. Snuck into heaven so he can snitch on, on God now. That's funny. Return of the Operation Ferguson account. Have you? Did you see that Op Ferguson is back? There's oh, a Twitter no, account, yeah. And I asked him what yeah, happened. We didn't even get done with Adrian Chen, and now we're already on to Ferguson. Christ. I thought he died. We wrote a story about Adrian Chen. Listen, Adrian Chen was the guy who put on a tutu and put a shoe on his head so he could have an interview with Jake Davis. Oh, I That's thought that was former Lulsec. Russian President Mikhail Gorbachev, but no, it was for Jake Davis. And uh, and so did he go through with it? Yeah. I mean, and uh, we wrote some stories about him on Chronicle. Um, I'm surprised you don't remember. They were pretty funny. In fact, he messaged us when, you know, I don't get it. What's the joke here who messaged us adrian chen oh what did he say to us you didn't understand why it was so funny oh adrian. we were writing about him he wanted us to explain the joke oh i missed a call i didn't explain it no it's it's 1 a.m now we can start open <laughs> they're calling us before the lines are even open here folks let me let me uh tell you the number here we got a uh, Guest call in line, uh, 917-675-4836. Uh, you can also reach us on our Discord, Discord GG slash capital F Q. I don't know what the fuck. That's Q Anonymous. QA. What is this? Dude, your handwriting is... Uh, Why you got to criticize the handwriting? Lowercase Q. We, made lower it, we were case... nice to make them a fucking Discord chat. It I thought be, that was pretty yes, cool. Yes, hello. Oh, Jesus. Yes, Look how he DNSK. just cuts in. DNSK. Hi, DNSK. How, how the hell are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just sitting here listening to you talking, and I got to say, that's very interesting talk. Oh, um, we, we, this we, is the first time I listen to you guys. And we do I use just, a lot of profanity. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Yeah, sorry about the profanity. Yeah. Um, no, 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 no. That, that's fine. I, I'm Swedish. I don't okay. care about profanity. Okay. They I'm, use a lot I'm of that in Sweden. Here. Uh, well, yeah, kind of, but I don't use profanity myself that much. But are your lullabies <clears throat> anyway. ma- mainly profanity? Like, go to sleep, Sorry, you little that... fucking piece of shit, baby. And they seem yeah. to you like, yeah, no, 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 not not for babies, no, no, and not not children shows and such. They don't have profanity in it, but we do not censor anything. We don't have beeps. Right. We don't have lips. We don't have lips or anything. And you got tits so, out. You got lips out. Everything. We got tits out. Got cunt down. The penis up. 
and everything's all right. So you, you can yeah. you can show an erect dick on the television set to a child. No, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> well, if you do it, you're kind of a damaged good. You're just a damaged a, bin in that case. So. You're just a damaged person, and you got to go in the damaged bin. No, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the slash slash uh, bar bin, whatever user stuff um, void. The void. You go to the void itself. You go. Yeah. Kind of got a kind of got got a void those situations if you want to stay alive. Like Black Sabbath so. wrote into the void. Yes, it's a great exactly. song. It's a great song. Also, Ferris wear boots. You gotta believe me. <laughs> yeah, this man knows his uh, he knows his Black Sabbath. But... What does what does that song mean to you? Fairies wear boots. What it means? It's like the caravan. It's uh, like um, it's like a fucking trippy, trippy smoked out song that I just couldn't place at the first. But I do love Black Sabbath, and also, by the way, I just remembered. Uh, the Live Evil tour from 1982 with Dio on Black Sabbath's uh, vocal part. Uh, he does a fantastic title scene, the Black Sabbath song itself. Wow, no shit. You got you got to check it out. Live uh, Live Evil tour 1982. There's a CD out. Uh, they're streaming everything YouTube where. It so never occurred to me. That Dio might sing some old Sabbath and Ozzy tunes. I bet he fucking kicked ass, right? Dude, he kicked ass. Yes, he did. What a fucking fantastic voice the man had. Gotta yeah. Play. No shit. We got to check him out. Singing absolutely real Black Sabbath and absolutely. Ozzy tunes. Now, was there some kind of? Yeah. You seem to know a lot about Sabbath. What uh, was there some kind of? Uh, would there have been a problem if the other singers had continued to sing Ozzy's music? I'm not. I'm not that that into Black Sabbath. That I don't know the much of the history. I I'm the kind of guy that listens to music, and someone comes up to me and says, "Hey, have you heard this and that?" And I say, mm, "Play it for me," and I'll know. <laughs> and then like, you remember it okay. forever. Exactly. But, but but I don't dig like in history and such, but I do know that Ozzy was off for a while and the U took over and then Ozzy came back. So Oh, it wouldn't it. have mattered then. But yeah, that's always Wikipedia, right? <laughs> do you uh so you're a DJ, is that it? Yes, that's correct. I'm a DJ. I've been DJing since 1994. 25 fucking years. Oh, what kind of world. what kind of uh, music do you DJ usually? What, what what's your thing? Do I you... DJ all kinds of music. I can all do kinds? yeah, all all genres. And just shove shove it to me, and I'll fucking DJ it. I promise. You I do, do noise, it. but noise, I uh, um about uh, uh, what do you what do you like to do when like what are you known for? Uh, what what do you have any? You you don't fit into any box at all. You're not a drum and bass it's guy. A You're not a, yeah. Well, 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 if I have a bass, you mean as a DJ in genres, or am I understanding you correctly here? What kind? No, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, you know, drum yeah. and bass. Well, the genre. well, the nineties, the nineties house and techno scene is my bass, and I'm an underground DJ. Oh, yeah. 
techno okay. and house music. Yeah. Techno and so, house. So that's my go. that's my scene. So that's my scene. Yes, I do four by fours, but I also do uh, three fourths and trios and fucking hip hop. And I'm talking real hip hop, like R.A. the Rugged Man is contemporary. Like Ador was in 1994 with uh, uh, One for the Trouble. You know, back once again. It's the uh, back once again with the ill behavior. Can you feel it? Nothing can save you. It's the A for Ada, D for Damager, O for Out of Here, after the Renegade Master. Wild Child, I think it was, sampled that and Fat Boy Slim remixed it. And in 1997, I think, uh, that tune came out and it was a big hit. And they sampled Ador from 1994. Ador. They sampled Ador. So. Do you. What's up? Did you like Prodigy uh, Keith Flint? Did you like him? Yes, yes. Thank you for reminding me. Oh my God, that's why <laughs> I was calling in because, <laughs> oh my God, sorry. Um, yes, that's why I'm calling in. Keith from the Prodigy, the singer, the the mess guy. <laughs> he, yeah, he committed suicide this morning. Um, they found him dead at scene uh, at about eight a.m. in the morning at F- in Essex in his home. Um, yeah, it was a parent suicide. So you know, the very moment of, he was dead, I hope you, I hope the police aren't looking for a killer or something. Sorry, yeah, no, I didn't hear you. <laughs> While Bill thinks he might have been <laughs> it's, killed, it's kind of bad quality. Kill him? Is so, somebody killed him? Yeah, this was he no. anyway. uh, but, but but yeah, of course. Why? But but did he have any enemies then? Why he I don't is forty-nine-year-old, so. uh, well, forty-nine-year-old, fucking awesome, great meth dude, singing yeah. the prodigy. I mean, who could hate him? That's a couple <laughs> times know. you mentioned meth. Are you referring to methamphetamines? Yes, methamphetamines. Yes. He, he was all about exactly. the meth. I don't know. I don't know for a fact if he smoked meth. I'm just saying meth yeah. because he looks looked like a like typical Depp. meth user with the. Yeah, the the stripy hair and the pale yeah. skin and yeah. such. Good luck. Now, here, do you have any um, raves coming up? Will you be playing it? If I got any raves. Yeah, you got any raves coming up? You got a DJ? Oh, if I do. With glow uh, sticks well, and I, uh, MDMA. MDMA. Yeah. Uh, well, I wish I wish uh, the today's techno scene was same as it was in the late 90s at least but it's not it's more like a fucking game for the trendsetters and shit so i don't care that much about um like i don't know the the big room house scene for an example electro house scene and definitely not the so-called mainstream techno scene because that's bullshit so you're I kind of straight a, up uh, bullshit are, are you no a retro act or uh, do you do any? Uh, you're just doing stuff that they're not into, huh? You can't. He's doing his own thing. They won't well, dare I do, put I, you. I, I do. I do stuff. I do a selection. That's the that's the most important thing as a DJ to have a good selection. Now, I I have good selections. I can say that because I might not have hundreds and thousands of listeners, but I have my little group of two people who listen to the same shit as I do, like dark industrial techno, like and underground sounds and shit. So 
that's what I'm all about. I'm all about sharing the music, the proper music, in my opinion, proper music, to whomever wants to listen. Now, what's wrong with That's the techno scene today? What's wrong with the techno scene today? What are they doing wrong? What could they learn you from Tell you? us what they're doing wrong. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. What What is the techno scene doing wrong today? He's not the getting any of your apps. questions. What are the pot? Yeah, you might need to turn me up. You might need techno to crank scene. the bass. What, what's, the, what, what's the techno scene is like today? Yeah, yeah. Why, what's, um, what did they got wrong? Well, it's um, I haven't digged so much into it because I just yeah, don't just, care about yeah, it anyway. He's doing his own thing. But, but what, are, can, what are you I doing right? Recommend. You know, it'd be better to focus yeah, on like yeah. what you're doing right rather than. Yeah, I, I focus on my shit, and they can do their shit, and leave me alone, and I leave them alone, and everything's fine. But I can recommend a Stockholm label, actually, because I'm from Sweden. Uh, so Stockholm label a drum code, which is owned by Adam Bayer, and he has a lot of heavy names there. So you could call that a semi-mainstream, but it's not really because he started out at this rave scene in Stockholm called um, uh, Docklands, which was a big warehouse where they had parties and they welded shut all the uh, fuse Jesus. boxes and shit. And then they raised the DJ 20 meters up in the fucking air. And they put a bonfire in the middle of the floor when the cops went out. And, you know, they, that was that was a fucking riot. And the thing was that he's born from that scene. And these so are... I can't call his label ma mainstream that's not fair. but nowadays people aren't doing that, that this type label, of, they're not welding doors they're not fighting cops they're just putting their wub out there and you know everybody accepts them it's cool and it's it's yeah. not dangerous there's no danger to it anymore. Well, oh. but, the, but, but the difference between the, uh, if I'm talking the whole mainstream scene like I'm talking well May he rest in peace, Avicii, for example. He had a massive, you know, promotion and everything. So, of course, he climbs up in the scene. Sadly, he died 29 years old. But anyway, uh, and Avicii was Swedish. Yeah. So that takes extra hard on me, too, because it's a, it's a bro, it's a colleague, it's a yeah, DJ. And he was mainstream, and he's still. But the thing is that I, where I where I draw the line, <clears throat> sorry, my my throat is a bit dry. Uh, where where I, where I draw the line between mainstream and underground is when uh, you step up to a, a whole another level of gaming in in this shit. And Avicii was one of them. Armando Helden is one of them. Uh, Armin Maburan is one of them. Tiesto is one of them. You know? Tiesto. Now, so, now, here in America, we don't know any of these names. I know We're, Tiesto. We, yeah, well, I don't know. No, but, but, but please, please, do check them out. I, I mean, they're not bad. I'm not saying they're bad. They're fantastically good DJs and producers. I'm not saying they're bad. But I don't like the concept of the mainstream. Where they right, right, right. fucking sell their souls for fucking nickel. And the thing is, and the thing is, that they don't even get to 
What is get it? The major share. DNS. They get just the fucking penny. What does it look like to sell out? What are they playing at Red Bull events or you know, do they have PepsiCo well, the, on their tits? <laughs> no. A sellout doesn't point out in any way other than what a, he he or she has a, in his backings, like say Warner, Warner, Sony, uh, Virgin, whatever. The, uh, if yeah. they have that backing, they're, catalog, they're right? probably gonna do a fucking world tour. Sorry. Right. This is the right, stuff right. that they source their fucking sounds from. Right. This is these catalogs, yeah. Warner Brothers, Island Records, or whatever it might be. Fucking yeah. Stockholm. Yeah. Stockholm so, is a good one or no? <laughs> Stockholm is a good one. It's a good scene. It's a good techno scene, but there's a lot of brats. There's a lot of brats from, from a place called Stugatlon, which is the, you know, Beverly Hills of, of Stockholm scene, of the clubbing scene. They might not appreciate and you that's saying not that. A place you want to go. Right. Yeah. So you have brats. You don't want to go there. You don't want to oh. go there. Where, where you don't want to you. go is to a fucking abandoned warehouse with like just small lights, maybe a big fucking, you know, bright white light that shines up uh, now and then, and just just darkness, and you have this pounding beat, you know, like you just twelve hours week, of just right? pounding. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's now, what I'm talking about. You're fighting now, a cultural the time, battle out there. When it's was like... the last time you've been to one of those? Has it been a couple of years? Maybe is it that kind of thing on the way out, or is it still around? Because I, you know what. That's the kind of thing I, I'd be down for. You know, I'd like to go to a real, yeah. legit you show You know like what, that. guys, guys, I invite you to Sweden. If you come to Stockholm or on the airport, ARM, the, the airport code ARM, come there. I'll pick you up. I don't have a driver's license, but I have a car. <laughs> okay. But that doesn't matter now. <laughs> but uh, we'll take the commuter train. I'll take you to Kniestor, where I live. And show you things to my little town, there and then go. we'll fucking go to Stockholm and check out the techno scene. Okay? We'll go to the now. You got to take us to the real underground shit. We want to go to the cultural front lines where those sellouts yes, yes. are not, and where the cool <laughs> shit is still happening. And we want to look at them yeah, from and your that's point of view. Real. When you have like four hundred people in a fucking room where everybody's just moving, and this deed is just deafening you know and the bright white light comes up like bam and there's no drops there's no drops at all it's all just boom 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 and it changes in like simpler logic and some maybe some there's no melodies either it's just paths and shit and different kinds of hi-hats and that's it. And you have this dark room with all these souls just moving, moving, moving around to this sound. And that's the underground scene of techno. Yeah, that's fun, man. And you're most welcome. Yeah, you're most welcome to visit. I I can harbor you here in my two-room apartment. That's no problem. I sleep on the couch anyway. So <laughs> you can have the bedroom and the kitchen. Yeah, and then we'll go full-on fucking underground techno scene in Stockholm, for sure. You sleep in the floor, Kilgore and I will sl- t- take your bed, we'll sleep head-to-toe, and we'll go out to <laughs> Stockholm the next day. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You're most welcome to stay here. So, yeah, I'm inviting you. Yes. You gotta... And, uh, yeah. Now, listeners, we're, we're talking to uh, 
DJ. DJ. Is DNSK. Is that is that your DJ name? Yes. DNSK. Correct. DNSK. I don't use I don't use DJ. I do uh, address myself as DJ DNSK when I'm live on like Angelic FM or whatever. That's but that's not you. Yeah, I guess. But I don't. But my my real name. my real name is DNSK. That's it. DNSK. Just that. DNSK is his real name. DJ DNSK is his yes. slave name. He's paying I by the minute. I have to tell you. <laughs> I have to tell you where I got it from. Because people wonder, uh, hey, are you a DNS expert or are you Danish or what is it? And I'm like, no. My mother called me Dansko, D-A-N-S-K-O, when I was a little kid. Now, I took that and just removed the vowels and it became DNSK. And what's Dansko? What does that from? mean? Does that have a special little That bastard. doesn't mean anything. That's just, uh, that, that's just gibberish. It just okay. doesn't mean anything. She All just right. called me that. It was like a nickname. It's like little old son so. bitch or little bastard here in America. <laughs> you little bastard dance girl, <laughs> come over here and I'll fucking slap you up. Yeah, that's love. Oh. Mm, that's love. That's hard, tough love. Yeah, like mm. a, the kind of love that a piece of cattle or like livestock feels or something. No, I've never been to a proper <laughs> Oh my rave. god. I've never been to oh a proper rave. I've been to plenty of electronic music shows, but I've never been to a techno rave. Now I I But met, you should be. I should, you should be I, more into the techno scene. Well here the, in, and, in and, America and, and, it's and very it's, unpopular. It's just we don't Yeah, do it I, I know, I know. You have the Ultra Festival in Miami. But that's mainstream. That's totally mainstream. Yeah, if you so, know about it, it's mainstream. I can't, I, can't, I can't recommend. Yeah, I can't recommend you to go to the Ultra Music Festival. Okay, it's a nice festival. It's great DJs and <coughs> such, but nah, no, there's too much chewing gum there. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying that go to drumcode.se and you have the label there. That's a Stockholm label, a legit fucking underground semi mainstream but underground label by Adam Bayer and he's the name the big name from Stockholm Adam Bayer from Stockholm DNSK Adam Bayer yes what now what do do you want to do can you fucking play something for us uh, uh, how do I do that I don't know stream it to you or you can, can send it to us. Uh, and oh, we can put I know, it in. I know. I, I, can, I can do this live off. The I can cuff. do this. I can stream it. I go. can stream a, a little set, like five minute, ten minute set. Only. Go ahead. Uh, just so, so, so you, I'm not taking up your time. Tonight. Okay. But I'll, I'll stream it to a, a VTS I have, a virtual private server. For those who don't know what it is, and you can tune in on that and link it out on the broadcast. Do you want to do it now? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay, then I have to hang up, but uh, I will uh, wait. You want to call us on Discord or something when you're ready? No, we'll do this. We'll do this. Hang on. Uh, I have to change the... the, 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 the If you can't do it in the next, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes, that's okay. No, I'm already broadcasting. Go to http colon slash slash radio dot dl cknd.net blackened.net without the vowels and you have a have a broadcast there uh, going on and you should have an I, icecast stream there radio.blackened.net yeah uh, I'm not getting anything really 
Try one seven two. Oh, dude, don't do that. No. Okay. Because you'll well, get people. This see. is Internet Chronicle hate radio. You're gonna get something yeah, you don't want. Yeah, that doesn't hacked. matter. If if you they if they wanna if they <laughs> if they wanna hit me, that's fine. I don't care. But it should be a player coming up, an HTML5 player. But do this then. Join us on uh, Discord Maybe. or something. Yes, I'll send you the 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 streaming link on Discord uh, chat. Yeah, I'll do that, and you can just pick it up there. Dean, uh, hey Billy, do you have any more questions for our caller? Well, uh, well, I just wanted to. I, this is the first time I'm listening to you guys, and I have to say that you're very interesting and very laid back and just chill, talking about you know what you feel like, and you're talking about the right things. Like, I'm not that much into politics, but Bernie, oh my God, Bernie, what the fuck? What the <laughs> fuck did you do right there? Okay? So he's, he's in my world, he's not a representative of the social democratic, uh, socialist democratic <laughs> uh, anything anymore, because I'm working class myself. So right. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed to see that. Bernie but doesn't anyway, represent you. <laughs> Yeah, but I will continue listening to you um, forever. <laughs> oh, that's great, right. man. Thanks. We appreciate right. your kindness. Yeah, we, we thought we <laughs> had a guest cool. calling, but we really had a we really had a um, a DJ great, uh, DJ to interview. That was a uh, wonderful, great call. Yep. Thanks, yep. DNSK. Thank you, guys. <clears throat> and and we'll, I pay, we'll put pay your the music in Discord now. Okay. Yeah, we'll put your music Sorry? into the podcast. Yeah, we'll, we'll put, put your music in. Your... Give it, give me a, send me we'll an MP3 in. or something. Yeah, we'll edit it on in. Okay, right. find them on SoundCloud maybe. All right, here uh, we go. Probably has some sound. Yeah. Right? Okay, there you have the link. I think it should be working now. It should, should get up a uh, player there. Oh, yeah, okay. you're on. Let's I see what see happens you. here. All right, I'll I'll start in uh, 15 seconds. Wait, I, he's doing it now. Okay, all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm running it some right live action too. Man. I'm running it in the chat here. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, talk to you later then. Okay. Thanks so Bye-bye. much. Bye bye. Yeah, thanks, man. Oh, here he goes. Okay. It's playing.
this is good.
That's cool. It's all drums, dude. I wish, uh, I... Oh, I wish that guitar was in tune. I could play along. Oh, here we go. He's playing White Rabbit. Amazing performance by DNSK from Sweden. How'd you like him, Bill? He was pretty cool, right? Yeah, that was a, you know, that was a fucking incredible performance. Uh, sure, I didn't hear him. I didn't hear it, but uh... oh, you didn't you didn't listen to the link? That was uh, he did White Rabbit. Damn, that was cool. That was it was really nice of him to share that with us. It was cool to be a part of that. Dude, today I saw a uh, fucking for for some reason I wanted to see the Bud Dwyer suicide video. I was like putting my shoes on or something, and I just thought, huh, I I haven't seen that in years. I'd like to go back to it. And so, but then I watched it right, and he had that. It, he, He's like, hey, no, you know, everybody get out of here. And then he, the camera zooms on him after he shoots himself in the head in front of everyone on live television. And he's got this bewildered expression on his face, like like a surprised <laughs> look in his eyes. And someone says, bud, no. And I'll call, somebody call a, a doctor and an ambulance and the police. And blood's just, you know, Bud Dwyer's done. And I look, but I looked up why he shot himself. You you know that clip I'm talking about, right, Bill? Uh, yeah, you remember Bud Dwyer shooting I know, himself? Yeah, I, I've never watched it at all. Did you ever wonder why he did it? 
because I was kind of like, you know, what would drive somebody to kill themselves uh, on the news in front of everyone like that, right? Well, uh, you know, the only time I've seen people, you know, here's the thing. What's his name? Anthony Bourdain killed himself, right? Oh, yeah. And that guy news, had man. it all. No, Anthony Bourdain was a uh, food critic and food traveler and a, and a writer. And all he did was uh, travel the world eating the dankest, best food out there, right? And uh, Anthony, you had it all, son. And he killed himself, and you wonder why. Well, it's not because of any of the reasons you're going to think of. You know, it wasn't at the uh, center of any croissant. Whatever it was he was looking for was not baked into a pastry. Well, you assume that he does it out of sadness, but that that's just an assumption. That's all we have to go on. But apparently the reason Bud Dwyer killed himself was because... Uh, uh, he was wrongly accused of taking dirty money, so he just he killed himself so that his family could get money. And I was like, oh, that's a normal reason to kill yourself. That actually makes a lot of sense, actually, that he shot himself like he dude, did it for his family. And then I started to wonder, like, okay, well, who was the first person to kill themselves on TV? And And I've done a little research for the show, and I looked into a woman called... Christine Chubbuck, have you heard of her? Mm. I bet some of our like uh, media savvy listeners might have heard of her. They would know that she is the first person to kill herself on a live broadcast, and um, you know she had maybe something like bipolar. In, in 1980, they didn't really. They were like, oh, she's just mean and depressed and ill, whatever. You know, looking back. It was probably bipolar, they said, but whatever whatever it was, it was exacerbated by this ridiculously sad story that she had. Like she had the hots for this one dude in the on the news, right? Like a fellow anchor or something. Little did she know he was already involved with the weather girl, right? So this chick is is crushed to find out that not only is this dude not into her. He's dating her best friend. That weather girl was her best friend. And then, like to make it even worse, the weather girl got a better job somewhere. So she's about to move out. And and then this chick is just left at the table with uh, with Homeboy, who doesn't give a fuck about her. I think in retrospect, he might have cheated with her if she kept at it. But it led to her shooting herself. She shot herself because... Uh, On TV. Yeah. She had her uh, ovary removed the year prior, and uh, she was told that if she did not become pregnant within two or three years, she would likely never be able to conceive. But her like she only had two romantic partners, one when she was a teenager. This dude was in his 20s. He died in a car accident. Yeah, but okay, sir, I see why she killed herself. Seems like, you know, normal type of traumas that would uh, crush a woman's spirit. It gets uh, worse. Why on TV, though? It gets worse. Her dad... Well, please. Wouldn't uh, let her date the the new love of her life after she became an adult because he was Jewish. So there's just this cloud of like loneliness and hate yeah, but, over okay, her. Okay, sure. I'm not, and uh, you're still yet to really shock me. I mean, why t- on TV though? That's and how on TV? Oh that's, man, that's the only. She had this great part. quote. Uh, oh, dude, here's the crazy part about it. The why on TV part, right? <laughs> the question you keep pecking at, I just won't let let you know. 
no, she was reading the script, and the film there was film reel of a restaurant shooting that had just occurred, and it wouldn't run, so she just shrugged it off. And on camera, she said, "In keeping with Channel 40's policy of bringing you the latest in blood and guts and in living color, you were going to see another first, an attempted suicide." She drew the 38 caliber Smith and Wesson Model 36 revolver and shot herself behind her right ear. She fell forward, and the technical director faded the broadcast rapidly to black. What show was it again? It was a just some local news affiliate. And in her script, she had written that into her own script on the uh, the teleprompter there. And Hold then, on, there's got to be more to it. How is she on TV to begin with? She's a regular reporter. She's just a reporter. She's a reporter. Oh, okay. And then um, in the okay, script... What's her name again? i got to look at... Look her up and put a face to this. Uh, Christine Chubbuck. And in her, uh, in the script she wrote for herself, she wrote that part right, right. about yeah. the blood and guts. Yeah. And then to... she wrote, I'm getting to something else. Yeah, yeah. And then she she wrote the part of the person who was then supposed to pick up and carry out the rest of the broadcast. She wrote the rest of the script after she shoots herself in the head. What did it say? For the next person. Uh, it said that um, her her script called for her condition to be listed as critical. It's odd that it wouldn't address that. Hey, you know, congratulations, uh, Philadelphia. You've just witnessed the first on air, actual, completed suicide. <laughs> Christine Chubbuck. I mean, you know, she looks like a hard woman, dude. She's like, why won't this fucking other news anchor love me? You know, I'm tall. I'm beautiful. I got nice features. Oh, now is that he's that's with my best friend? Right? That's all speculation, right? No, this is what this was what transpired beforehand. Right, but you don't know that that's why she killed herself. No, that's those are just the events leading up to it. Right. That's all. She's a beautiful lady. It wasn't enough, and it it wasn't enough to satisfy. Uh, this audience's lust for blood and guts in living color. So she she did her civic duty, man. She fucking put that Smith and Wesson under her ear and became the first and of oh the first woman to kill herself live on the air. So there's something that the women they beat us to it. That's one for you, ladies. And Adrian Lamo, dead snitch. There's there's another one for the ladies. What a story, Christine Chubbuck. Now she is pretty though. Publishers say they're gonna print that Mueller report instantly. Do you think it's gonna be that good? Worth printing instantly? Can't you print everything instantly anyway? Aren't we already in that age? What's going uh, on with this? Yeah, right. Man. <laughs> Um, kind of a, what's the big deal about this? Instantly. We're printing mm. it instantly. Yeah, congratulations. In case you hadn't noticed, that's how everybody, including Chronicle.su, publishes things. Instantly. We don't have to uh, flip a lever in the basement as a machine warms up and comes to life. Well, look, you got to right click clickbait. If they didn't say instantly, it would seem uh, like a non-starter of a story. You put that instantly in there, and look, it gets on your feed. You're talking about it. 
It's just a tactical uh, use of use of uh, what do you call that in, in uh, marketing? Uh, probably, well, I think some of it as propaganda, of, uh, but that's tactical marketing or some horse shit. Tactical targeting fucking demographics or something. They're always trying to target people, analyze, align with people's values and shit. It's yeah, but what do you creepy. call the use of a word like that? Like um, breaking news, right? Oh, yeah. Like all news is breaking, of course. Yeah. But you it's stick that special. breaking on there, and it seems mm-hmm. it seems more uh, timely. There's got to be a, a term for that. Kind of. That's all. It's, it's like for, everything is a red flag. Yeah, Boom. Yeah, red what is that? What is that? Mm-hmm. Oh, somebody was um, talking to me on Twitter, and I wanted to talk about it on the show. Oh yeah, let's hear it. Uh, oh, it's oh no, it's not that interesting. I think we're about time to wrap it up, huh? But speaking of targeting and tactical key demographics or whatever, this QAnon shit is bananas that it's blowing up as big as it is. Tim Heidecker has come out as a QAnon, probably their strongest advocate, most outspoken advocate anyway. No, he hasn't. Uh, who did, though? Uh, some celebrity did recently. Which one? Tom Selleck? No. Notch. We already talked about this. Oh. Notch this is a good old is, boy, man. This show is long overdue. Is he all, is he all right? Are we just trying to drag this out now? Because we're jumping around from topic to topic. We're just making like sure it we was over about covered everything. It's a go. We got it covered. Yeah, we're cool. We got worry. I uh no man, I've got more. I've got more. Oh, and you're okay. gonna sit down with your I'll hands folded, and listen politely while I finish. Everybody get in Indian style and walk in single file through the hallway. I'm just kidding. Think, think about over. all those little. Well, here, no, think about all those little things that they did you in elementary school to keep your to keep everybody in order. I think about it all the time. That's how I live my life uh, now. We want all our listeners to do that right now. Sit on your, sit on your floor in Indian style. Put your hands underneath your butt. With the lights off. Um, And we're going to, you're going to walk in single file from now on. Wait in line. Be quiet in the hallway. You're going to use your indoor voices. No running. uh, I'll be good little boys and girls who never stand out, make a difference. Well, here's the thing about the indoor voice. It's a privilege that we would even, you know, allow them to use that voice. Because we're the ones with the voices. This is Hey Radio. You and I have voice. They might get voice. Like DNSK. So politely. Raise your hand and we'll talk. We'll uh, We'll call call you. Don't you call us. We'll call on you. The garbage listeners the podcast consumers you got any should we uh, say anything else before we go Kilgore yeah fuck yourself this episode is powerfully brought to you by Weeble Droker Incorporated and Terra Max for kids it's so powerful you'd think it was meant for the adults I'm Hate Sack listen to Radio Hate go fuck yourselves <laughs> <laughs>